from a two-bedroom apartment on the west side of Los Angeles, it's High on Film! Tonight, we've got Laura Denton and Rope. I'm a creature of whim. Who knows on this week's superior episode? Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of High on Film, sobering talk about movies. I'm Chris Maxwell, I'm your host, back again for another week, episode 246. We are five away from the finale of High on Film. My oh my, I can barely believe it. But thank God we're getting to talk about this movie today, one of my favorites Certainly one of my favorite Alfred Hitchcock films, Rope, from 1948. Uh, directed by Mr. Hitchcock, written by uh, Hume Cronin, who uh, adapted the play from Patrick Hamilton. Uh, but Arthur Lorenz is the screenplay uh, credit. And apparently Ben Hecht did some work on this film as well. But he is uncredited, for reasons unknown to me. Anyway, that's today's subject. Let's get to today and every day's co-host. The co-host from the couch, the walking Kevin Bacon game, the, I'll still say it, one of Earth's Mightiest Heroes, and the Brad Davis that God gave us, my co-host and friend, Brad Davis. Hello. Hey Brad, how you doing? Good, Chris, how are you? Doing well, doing well. Yeah, we're still in, in Avenger season. Oh, sure, yeah. I was like, Earth's I guess Mightiest I'm not, Heroes. Uh, yeah. I was like, has my role been reduced? Am I not, uh... No, I try to, I try to only unroll that one when there's a Marvel movie out. Gotcha. You know. And, well, uh, Rupert Cadell here, and, and somewhat Brandon, I think, are uh, share some uh, thoughts of uh, with Thanos from Infinity War. That's actually very accurate. <laughs> yeah. It all comes together. Rope and Avengers. Rope there's, and Avengers, there's the Infinity thing War. There's waiting to happen. And, and The Purge. Oh, right, yes. The first Purge out this summer. <laughs> Marissa Tomei in a Purge movie. Uh, who never thought we'd see the day, I guess. Uh, yeah. I don't think I did. I, get, I never really considered it or thought about yeah, it. I never pegged her for a, a, a purge actress, but here we are. Brad. <laughs> rope. Rope. How about it? Not the purge. Rope. Not, the, not the purge. The rope. The rope. Yes. Rope. Alfred Hitchcock's Rope. Uh, a movie meant to look like it is a, uh, filmed in a single shot. Correct. I think only seven or nine shots, though, in, in total. Total, yeah. Yeah. I wrote yeah. a paper on it in college, but that was oh so long ago. <laughs> Uh, yeah, in one continuous shot in one location. Yes, yeah. Um, where does this rank in your Hitchcocks? Rear window number one. Yes. What's uh, number two? Between this and Psycho, I guess. know, it's so hard. But those are easily my top. Like, nothing else is close as far as... It's rear window, Psycho, Rope, and then everything else as far as Hitchcock goes. Mm, even Dial in for Murder. That's my number four, but still a large step down from those other three. Okay, all right. And then there's an even larger step down after Dialing for Murder. Oh, okay. Into what? Strangers on a Train? Probably. North by, you're not a North by Northwest guy? Don't love it as much. Mm. A little long. A little okay. too long. Vertigo? No, overrated. Mm. Fool. Foolish. Ah, eh, well, we'll get to that. I can't wait. We'll get to your foolish words mm, later here. Stand by it. <laughs> Let's get to our guest. She was our fifth guest ever. Funny enough, that first movie she did, Rear Window. Boom. Boom. <laughs> look, look at that. Weird how this is all coming around. I know, right? She has done two Best Picture winners, three Hitchcocks now, including our classic high on film, Psychobration. You've heard her on Death at Sunset, and here she is making her ninth appearance. 
with Hitchcock's first color film. Actress Laura Denton returns for her final high on film appearance. Back on the block, ready to run. <laughs> I, I'm going to be perfectly honest, in my head, I'd only been here like five times. Really? Yeah. So, only five? Okay, well, which yeah. five? What do you remember doing? Um, Rear Window. Mm-hmm. And then it was kind of a blur. <laughs> um, I think he did. Oh, God. I mean. Two Best Picture winners. You know what they are? Nope. Neither one of them. Best Picture winners. Yeah. Uh, you were here for two Oscar celebrations. Oh, my God. I don't. This is I believe terrible. both with Jen Murray. Yeah, I, I was going to say, right. I remember Jen. I, there's mm-hmm. a clear vision. I have Jen to my left. Um, no, God. Okay, well, weird. you know you're three Hitchcocks. Yes, yes. And we also did the Psycho remake. Yes, I do remember that one. Okay. We had very many conversations. <laughs> <laughs> and Haitian's butthole. And Haitian's butthole. Yeah, of course. Of course. And so, I will never forget that. No, I will never forget that either. You, you did a movie with your sister, Sarah Denton. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's all coming back. Do you remember? Nope. Uh, I don't remember these either. To be no, fair. wait. What movie was it? Was Jurassic Park. Park. Oh yeah, duh. Yeah, you oh did a God. movie with uh, Rachel and Venus as well. That's right, we did. Do you remember what that one was? <laughs> I feel like it was an eighties. It was. You're on to it. Was it was an eighties yeah. comedy. Uh-huh. It yes. was nine to five. There yes. you go. Yes. Oh my yes. God, you guys, go. the dementia is slowly yeah. paying off. It hasn't got me just yet. And but. your two best picture winners. Oh my God, what was the year? I don't. One was Argo, right? Yep, Argo's yeah. the first one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And then you do next year, the, the year after Argo. I don't. 12 Years a Slave. Oh my God, <laughs> the, that's right. The three of us in Jen talked about yeah, 12 Years say, a Slave. Of course, because it's a round table of, of white, white people. people. Yeah, talking great, about, of course, how can great we representation. That? <laughs> <laughs> Not our part. A wonderful movie, though. <laughs> Fantastic well, though. with the Oscar Spectaculars, we had to pick guests ahead of time. I know. Was, you know. Listen, it, it happened. Although we could have hedged our bets. We kind of knew 12 Years a Slave. We are far from perfect. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. Laura, you're here now talking about a very white movie. So white. <laughs> <laughs> Just white men getting away with murder. Yeah. Well, oh, not no, really. Actually, they yeah. didn't get theirs in this. They did yeah. spoilers. Just white, white men egos. Yeah. White men. Just Aristocratic white people. Yeah. Yeah. White men, yeah. too. Schoolboys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, but really, what did they do? Did they ever say what they grew up to do? Because that apartment. Well, Philip is about to play town hall. But what does it? What does that as mean? A, as a pianist. Like, okay. He's a he's a musician. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what Brandon does, but they have a baller ass apartment. Yeah. yeah, they have a lovely loft apartment in New York. Yeah. It's crazy with beautiful windows. Very shiny. Yeah. West facing view. Beautiful. Would you say they're rear? Windows, Chris? Uh, yeah. <laughs> bring you it know, back. Bring you it know, back. I will. I will say they're real bring windows. It back <laughs> we don't really get to see the perspective of which way the building faces, but yeah, let's go real Well, windows. the sun was setting. It's true. There's a sunset. Mm. Sun sets in the west. Yeah. But that doesn't mean... Well, that's probably not the back of the building. They get such a beautiful <laughs> view. Yeah. <laughs> but who knows? Laura, where does this rank in your Hitchcock films? God, I don't know. I'm kind of with Brad. I, um... I chose this movie because, Chris, you were the one that introduced this movie to me, and I'd never heard of it. I was like, this is, I mean, there's a lot of his earlier work, like way, way, way when he's still overseas across the pond, filming stuff, and uh, I saw it um, at the Arrow Theater, and I don't think it was in 35, I think it was just... Yeah, I don't think this is shot in 35. Yeah, I don't know what the hell it is. But, um, But yeah, it was, um... I just like it because it's just a unique movie on its own. Like, even as a Hitchcock film, it's just totally different from a lot of things I've seen. As far as Hitchcock... Oh, my nerd. <laughs> oh, 
But what's your favorite? Is number one Rear Window? Yeah. 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 What's number two? That's what I'm saying, like Psycho. Like I think I'm I rewatched I just rewatched Psycho like a couple two weeks ago. And man. Anthony Perkins. So good. He's so good. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I think it's like that. I think maybe third and then again. Just kind of a, yeah, mashed potato, mishmash, throw it on the pot. There you go. Yeah. Stranger on Train is great. Crisscross. And also the... <laughs> and the, the other Farley Granger Hitchcock. <laughs> and the um, epic, um, what is it, the fight scene on the carousel at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> one of the most... This is awesome. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a man's head get stamped in by a, a carousel horse, but that was pretty good. Yeah. First time for everything. Hitchcock. Hitchcock, man. It's Hitchcock, man. Ahead of his time. <laughs> Great storytelling with, with uh, grand experiments in filmmaking. Ahead of his time. Uh, well, let's get into this, shall we? Um, yeah. There's something I want to bring up, but we'll talk about that later. Let's get into our first segment, Trash, Star, Destroy. Three movies of a similar ilk. We ask that you trash one, which means it's eliminated from existence. You get the star in one in whatever role you'd like to take for yourself. And the third movie then must be destroyed, which means that the only version of that film that has ever been created has been both written and directed by your friend and mine, Mr. Michael Bay of Armageddon fame. So, let's do a little category called High on Hitchcock, the three Alfred Hitchcock movies that we've done on High on Film. The only three! Might I add, Laura, you are the only person to ever choose a Hitchcock film. Which is really weird. It is really weird. I feel like... You know, it's a film. You know. Oh, I would have put money on someone doing Vertigo before the end of this show, but here I am. No money. (laughs) Well, there's still there's still one episode we don't know what it is yet. That's true. So it could be anything. Kind of spite, just pull it out. Yeah, never know. Try to mess up my record. True. Come out for you. The only person doing Hitchcock. Yeah. (laughs) So of course, episode five, Rear Window, episode one eighty two, Psycho, and episode two forty six, Rope. Trash, star, destroy. Oh, boy. Top three Hitchcocks for, yeah. I think, all three of us. Oh, yeah. God. Uh, well, being that it is my favorite movie. I might put Vertigo in my top three, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chris, please digress. <laughs> um, I got to start in Rear Window. I got to take the Jimmy Stewart role. It's too good not to. And the time-honored tradition on the show for you to... Star in Rear Window. I know, yeah. yeah. And the Grace Kelly factor certainly doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so then, what do I do with the other two? That is the question. Um, I guess I have to... Oh, I guess I'll give Psycho to Bay and Trash Rope? Wow. Okay. There's subtleties in rope that I don't think Bay would do well. It's such kind of a simple film mm-hmm. that that doesn't really play, I think, into his hands as well. I mean, obviously, Psycho's ruined if he does it, but... Well, I, I think either one kind of gets Yeah, ruined. for sure. Absolutely. But I do or think with some type destroyed. of... Yeah, with some type of character like Norman Bates, there's at least more to work with that's in Bay's wheelhouse. Okay. Potentially, sure, and a little more like the whole, a little more violent element. I mean, we actually yeah. see more violence, and it was more object objectification of women. Well, in Psycho, wow. sure, Michael sure. loves. Uh, he does love that. Yeah. Um, so I think that's what I got to go with. Man, that's that's a brutal category. Oh, are you okay? Oh, that is brutal. Oh, you all right, buddy? Um, <laughs> yeah, just I'll be okay. 
Just give me a couple minutes. Laura, what are you doing with these three movies? Uh, again, this is all terrible. Um, well, seen as okay, I would also have to star in in Rear Window as Grace Kelly's character because I don't really have any other options <laughs> with rope. I mean, Janet's just kind of like. Yeah. Comes in like a ring a ding ding. I'm a woman, bye. You know, like there's really you not. Could be Marion Crane in Psycho. I yeah. Could. Be in the shower scene. I mean, oh. that's like one of the most famous scenes ever. But didn't that like mess her up for a while? I mean, I think any woman that worked with Hitchcock Probably. was pretty much messed, messed up, up for a while. Yeah. He was yeah. kind of a monster. Times so. have changed, guys. <laughs> Since we started doing this podcast, it's become more that and more. Is, that is <laughs> true. You know, like, I bet if we go back to rear, I bet if we go back to episode five, we don't talk about that very much. That he was a scumbag. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably not. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, as a woman, I just don't. I don't win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, but God, okay, yeah. So I'd have to do Grace Kelly mm-hmm. in rear window. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> like this is this is painful. I know. I can see I it. You're just. It. I'm literally. I don't. You can't see it, but I'm holding my hair and I'm literally ripping it out. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I can confirm that. I just. Okay, this is what this is my. Do you like, need a metronome? Ticking I need. Yeah. T- 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 um. So I would say, okay. Here's the thing. I'll give. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just throw up a little. I did. Okay. Ooh, that's okay. how tough this is. I get it. I don't want to trash rope, because oh god, nobody wins. No one wins. Because I would say it's such a special movie, but if you hand it to Michael Bay. Less it's become yeah. It's just gonna be, I don't know. Normal. Yeah, it's gonna be normal. So maybe it is good to trash it because Psycho's already been remade. Yeah, we've had so many Ugh. different versions of Psycho versions at this of point. It. Yeah, Bates Motel and. Let's just beat that dead horse, and because I just it's sacrilege to even give him rope. So yeah. There you go, trash and rope. On yeah. yeah. We had to do it. <laughs> we had to do it. Well, I'll tell you. I think I'm. Starring in Rope, because I think that's really the only place I can really fit in, in the cast. Because you're a murderer. Because I'm a murderer. <laughs> because I'm a cold, calculated murderer. Uh, no, I mean, I can play a preppy white kid. No problem. Done. Maybe a few years ago, but you know. Yeah. Um, so well, I'm going to do my that. My brother always said you looked like Brandon. Yeah, they're uh, cool. Yeah. That's creepy. <laughs> yeah. That, that, is the, that is the question, though. Do I want to be Philip or Brandon? Probably Brandon. It's the better role. But I feel like I could, like, maybe do a better job than Farley Granger does in this movie. Dude, okay, you guys are, like, hating on him. No, 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 It's, no. it's somewhat jokingly. No, he does, he, he does. The glass smash is bad. But yeah, everything else he much. does, I love. I love his performance otherwise. The I glass really smash do. is way over the top. Yeah. Oh, um, but either way, yeah, I'll take, yeah, I'll take Brandon. That's a better part. Um, and then, oh. I guess it is Michael Bay's Psycho. And then you're trashing and then rear trashing window. rear window. I think that's how it has to how the chips fall oh, for me. Yeah, I don't want to see Michael Bay's rear window. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't want to see Michael Bay's any of these. There's less for him to do. At least he can get into the action in Psycho a little bit. And, you know, just can't do that in rear window. Just confined to a room. Nope. Yeah. Well, yeah. All right. Well, let's do one more. Maybe maybe we can feel a little better about yeah, ourselves. No, please, God, please. <laughs> let's do. Uh, a category I'm surprised we have never done before, uh, because we've done a few of his movies, 
But let's do three Jimmy Stewart movies. Or James Stewart, as he's credited in this film. Mm, James. He's dignified. He yes. has gray hair. This is a drama. He's James. All right. James. I don't think that's a... Is it? A tried and true rule, but I don't. I have no idea why he switches back and forth. Yeah, uh, but let's do um, Philadelphia Story, It's a Wonderful Life, and Vertigo, Brad. Vertigo, Brad. <clears throat> Vertigo, Brad. Uh, which I think is phenomenal, and, and probably edges out. Ugh. See, it's hard because I just watched Rope, so now I really want it in that number like three, two, three spot. But I know if I just watched Vertigo, I'd probably say the same thing. Yeah, my problem with Vertigo, I, 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 it was kind of ahead of its time, I guess, as far as like psychological thrillers go mm -hmm. to a certain extent, but I I watched it one time, I didn't like it, I went to rewatch it again, and I was like, maybe I'll like it more this time. The last time I was like, late, I had a couple drinks, and uh, <laughs> a little bit, I was like, maybe I just like don't remember that well, and I rewatched it, and I was like, no, I just don't love this movie. It's fine, but I, it's very low on my Hitchcock list. All right. But anyway, so I'm trashing that. There you um, go. There it is. <laughs> That's a good, okay, we're on the upswing. Yeah, there we go. Woo! Solid trash. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, oh, Philadelphia Story and It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life. Um, I guess I want to star in It's a Wonderful Life. And again, I'll probably take the Jimmy Stewart role. Yeah. For a lot of reasons. I just It's a classic film. I mean, yeah. Running down the streets, just yelling like a maniac. I do that anyways. So. Yeah. Then um, Merry Christmas to buildings. Doing that, Brad. It's, yeah. it's a tradition. It's good yeah. things. Merry Christmas, you wonderful building alone. Yeah. So I got to do that. And that means I'm giving Philadelphia story to Michael Bay? That's what it seems like, Brad. Yeah. I guess. Michael Bay's what? romantic comedy. Yeah, you know what? Love triangle. That's kind of fun. Why yeah. not? Let's Mark see. Wahlberg, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and Megan Fox. Yep. Actually, I'm totally in this. In A Philadelphia Story. Yep. Yeah. He was in Invincible. Yeah. I was about to say, we can almost do a Mark Wahlberg uh, Trash Star Destroy Philadelphia movies. Yeah. If that came to pass. Yeah, I'm rolling with it. You're rolling with it. Laura, what are you doing here? And this is, I feel much better about this one, too. Uh, okay. This is bitch clear. Okay, so... I would definitely star in It's a Wonderful Life, because my God. What a delightful film. My God. Film. My God. <laughs> my what a delightful God. film. I, I, okay, here's the thing. I wouldn't mind giving a Philadelphia story to Michael Bay because it's kind of already been remade mm -hmm. by, uh, I can't remember the director, but uh, High Society. And it's got oh. Grace Kelly and, uh, oh God, who are the other ladies in that? Oh God, it's killing me right now. Um, but it's delightful. Grace Kelly is so wonderful. If you ever need a good hangover meme, there's a great scene where she has a terrible hangover. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. she comes out to the patio. Um, uh, Bing Crosby and old, old Blue, Blue Eyes. Blue Eyes, that's what I was like. Yeah. And it's got a, uh, doesn't it have a Louis, is it Louis Prima? Uh, let's or, see, uh, Louis, Armstrong. Armstrong. Louis Armstrong. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, with Trash Vertigo. I, I, you know, I'm like that too. I, I like it. Um, it seems like it, from the last time I watched Vertigo, I just remember being like, it's just kind of meandering, like, you know, like, there's not, there's kind of a plot, and then it kind of tipped, oh, okay, mm -hmm. Chris. No, 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 go ahead, yeah. finish, Calm. finish what no, you're no, saying. No. Please do, Laura, I'm, I'm <laughs> no, finding it very insightful. No, it's, it's, and it's, it's interesting, I guess, 
from what I remember, again, Brad, very simpatico. This was a while ago. I was probably a couple martinis deep. There we go. And I just kind of... Just watching movies drunk all the time. That's what we do. That's what we do. Um, we're a very specific breed of alcoholics. Um, no, I just remember I do enjoy it, but I wasn't... It never stuck with me. Like, there are definitely the scene... There's different, like, scenes from that, but, like, North by Northwest. I like that movie. There's very things, very many scenes that I remember, but Vertigo, I was just like, it's... It's good. It's good. Mm -hmm. It's oh, Chris is scathing. <laughs> yeah, oh, my I mean, it doesn't. God. It doesn't help either. The esteem people hold, like it was named like one some what it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, like, top the greatest list. movies of all time. Yeah, it's I've like seen, good God, no. It's, I've seen better movies. <sighs> I've seen a lot of better. Lot movies. I watched right, a better guys. movie today. All right, yeah. guys. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. Chris, let's Chris, all Chris, let's all try Chris. to watch Vertigo, maybe <laughs> sober. <laughs> And again, uh, well, yeah, I will say definitely. I, I know, I know what you're talking about. I definitely felt that way about Vertigo once, and then I've seen when, it a few when, more times. When was the once? A long time. Ago. Probably, well, I didn't see Vertigo till college, so I, I saw it in college, and I was like, okay, that was fine. But I kind of felt like a little meandering. I, I've seen it a handful of times since then, and I think it is pretty damn brilliant. It is, I think, uh, like I said, like pretty dense and purposefully confusing, but that's kind of what it's about. Um, and yeah. I definitely think it's better than North by Northwest, which I feel yeah. like you're right. There are good scenes in North by Northwest, but man, that movie gets so heavily convoluted. Again, purposefully, but in a less pleasing way for me. Hmm. What is like? And North is, by Northwest is way too isn't long. For, yeah. <laughs> What's the thing with Vertigo, the lady? Like, I just remember something about a tower. Yeah, it, well, yeah. it ends in a bell tower. Yeah. It's Jimmy Stewart essentially going mad. Right. Because, like, his... Oh, God, it's the been a while. The woman who... He loved dies, <laughs> but then he, like, sees her again. another woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he's not sure if it's really her, if he's losing his mind. Yeah, yeah. It's the best movie. I didn't yeah. say it's the best <laughs> movie. Psycho it's, it's is number one for me, thank you very okay. much. <laughs> But I'm just saying, it's I think... Meanders, it's convoluted. If we had another episode of High on Film, I would make both of you watch Vertigo and defend these statements. You could do a bonus. I'd be happy to. Yeah, I would too. So what are you doing with your trash star destroy? Did you say it already? I don't remember. I will clarify. She's trashing Vertigo. I, I am trashing Vertigo. I am starring in It's a Wonderful Life. And a Philadelphia story I will give to Michael Bay because oh, it's already right, right. been made, remade. And yes, yes, yeah, it's yes. wonderful. That one's that version's we have that. Yeah, yeah. See, for me, it's a toss up between starring in It's a Wonderful Life or Vertigo. Mm. Jimmy Stewart, either way. Um, and I'd probably go It's a Wonderful Life. That's that's might be a top twenty movie for me. Mm -hmm. So to be in that, I'd definitely would be awesome. It'd be cool to work with Hitchcock, but. Also cool to work with Capra. <laughs> I was going to say, you're not so, taking a big step down. No, 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 not really. Um, and then I think I'm going to trash Philadelphia Story so Michael Bay can take a swing at Vertigo. Again. It might well, be better. It might be better. Uh, it will not be better. It will be destroyed. I knew it. Uh, I just wanted to get God, the blood get your blood boiling. No, it wouldn't oh, be better. It would definitely be way worse. Yes. <clears throat> See Mark Wahlberg running around on the rooftops. Getting vertigo. I feel like we see that in so many movies anyway. We do. Yeah. Probably a lot of Michael would, Bay movies. Would he even have to reshoot it? Could he just piece together <laughs> from the previous films? A footage of other Michael Bay movies? Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. 
Quite possibly. And it would make sense because it would be very convoluted and confusing. Mm-hmm. Purposely confusing. Yes. You watch Mark Wahlberg spiral into madness. Yeah. He'd have a call. bunch of different haircuts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they would. It'd be nice. Let's make a phone call. Let's call. Let's get on the phone yeah. with. I think it does it. A cash cow Michael, for him. <laughs> Michael Bay's company. Yeah, call us. We know you're listening. Yep, Bayside Films. I just made that up. Wow, that's <laughs> probably it. <laughs> I hope that's it. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna take a break and be right back with more high on film, more Laura Denton, and more Rope. Right after this. And we're back, high on film, talking about Alfred Hitchcock's rope today with guest Laura Denton. That's her. me. That's her, right there. You heard her? Good. Now you know who's talking. And there's Brad. He's the co-host. Brad? Hey, Chris. That's what his voice sounds like, if you haven't been listening for 25 minutes already. Just or jumping 245 in. episodes. <laughs> I've been listening for 300 hours already. <laughs> Guys, it's time for the first official game of the podcast. It is the summary game. Oh, I hate this hate it. <laughs> a very common response. Uh, yeah. It just, I know, it just, it's like, oh, okay. It's Re- just anxiety. It, it is, is anxiety. So much anxiety. Yeah. Uh, we each to take a turn at summarizing Alfred Hitchcock's rope in a thousandth of the time that it actually takes to view. Now, this is a brief 80-minute movie, allowing us each eight minutes flat to eight summarize. Eight minutes flat. <laughs> okay. Eight minutes flat okay. to summarize this movie. I'm going to go get some water. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yep, yep. So we open so. on an exterior shot of the building. <laughs> it yeah. says it's New yep. York. It's actually Sorry. not even the same building they're in. <laughs> yeah. We're going to spend the next 24 minutes <laughs> each detailing the plot. Eight seconds. Eight seconds, five kinds. You guys, oh. Go brew your coffee. I do. Need, I didn't have any coffee today. I think that's what it is. Yeah, boy. Eight seconds flat to summarize. Rope. For zero to two points. Zero to two points. Uh, that's right. There are points in this game show portion of the podcast. For We're each going to judge each other numerically, like friends do, based on our performances. Please use decimals to refine your score. And, dear listeners, if you have not seen Rope and do not want anything spoiled for you, well, here's your warning. We're going up to spoiler apartment. I, I feel like... <laughs> It's kind of too late. I feel like That's, spoiler word. Yeah, we, we spoiled it pretty good. We spoiled it pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Going up to the spoiler apartment. Yeah, well, what else do they do with this? I don't know. Get ready Get, get, get ready for your one spoiler take. Mm. Your spoiler, par- party? Par- spoiler, Spo- spoiler party? Spoiler party? Spoiler dinner yeah, party? Yeah, we're going to the spoiler party. Yeah, yeah. We're opening the trunk. <laughs> spoiler time. <A> spoiler. <laughs> yep. Yep. A big spoiler. Opening the spoiler trunk. For That's Rupert. Like that one. For Rupert, yeah. <laughs> Spoils his day. Yeah. Oh, it does. I wish we get to see everyone else find out. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. It's mm. a weird way to put it. But that's... <laughs> yeah. Well, we can talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Especially, you know, what's her name? Uh, the the name? Mrs. Oh. White? Oh, no, uh, Mrs. Wilson. 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 Mm-hmm. Mrs. Wilson. Um, Brad. Yes. You know this. During our break, we had our patented coin toss, coin toss, where we tossed a three-sided coin into the air. You called it. Yep. I do know it. You want to go first, second, or third, since you won the coin toss? I'll go first. Going first. Going first. <clears throat> Diving in. Eight whole minutes to Eight summarize Rope. Eight whole minutes. You ready? <laughs> <laughs> yes. In three, two, one. Two men who think they're superior uh, kill their inferior classmate to prove they can commit the perfect murder and then try to pull the wool over the eyes of their former headmaster at the school. Time. 
Not bad. <sighs> Little judgy. We don't know that. What's his name is inferior. David. Well, uh, didn't I say like in? I said something like in their opinion. Or oh, like, I don't think you did. I oh, think you just said, said he is inferior. Freudian slip. Yeah. Well, <laughs> David's father would not like to hear you. I, I think I said two men who think they're superior. Mm. Kill, kill so, their inferior class. Yeah, so in their thought that they're superior, sure. they think he's inferior. Because uh, okay. that is a fact. That they is do fact. think he's inferior. That is true. That is true. That's not my opinion. Whatever helps you sleep at night. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Eight seconds for me, Brad. Okay. I believe it's my turn to go. All right. Eight <clears throat> minutes on the clock. Are you ready? Eight minutes on the clock. All right. In three, two, one. Two private school boys uh, to try kill their classmate, put him in a trunk, and serve a dinner party, including his father and his aunt and his girlfriend on top of it, and taunt their headmaster. Time. <laughs> it seemed like you said... <laughs> Seemed like you said that all their family members were on top of the <laughs> table sure, yeah. they served on. I did appreciate you mentioning the table because I didn't get that they served the dinner on top yeah, of it, yeah. but the way you said it, it sounded like they were all, all on the table. That party was lit. Yeah, it was so lit. <laughs> it was. <clears throat> Laura. Oh, God. All right. Eight seconds to summarize rope. Okay. Ready? Okay. Nope. Never, but yep. Never ready, but here you go here anyway go. in three, two, one. An entitled prep boy uh, drags in his adorable boyfriend in on a murder, and Jimmy Stewart's like, "Gotcha, bitches." Done. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Did you say adorable boyfriend? Yeah. 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 <laughs> nice. Yeah, that is he nice. is. He poor is. Guy. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, very good point. Lot of uh, homosexuality overtones in this film. Yeah. A big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is like amazing for like that's just. For the time, like they like we were kind of discussing it before. It was always like, I feel like I can't think of any other movie that's so obviously like overly about like, a homosexual about relationship. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. like the Over. maid is like, oh, they're having one of their little fights again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like, really funny. Yeah, yeah. they're the couple, and then there's even the <laughs> overtone of Jimmy Stewart having like maybe slept with Brandon at some point when he was in school. Yeah, there's a couple lines in there that. It's like, oh, you in our always, private sessions. Or... Always stuttered when he was excited. Yeah, yeah. Like, what? Yeah, I know. Okay. I, hadn't, I had not noticed that until you made that point. Uh, yeah, I, I guess in the play, it's supposed to be that that's, that is in the play. Mm. That they had slept together but at is, some point. But watching it this time now, kind of like, oh, it's, it is maybe more obvious. That, you know, the first time I didn't pick up on it. No. I was like, oh, yeah, it's just totally. Knowing it now, it's like, oh, right. Yeah, that, uh, yeah that's probably 100%. Man, it accurate. adds so much to yeah, again, I saw this in college for the first time, and it was in a Hitchcock class, funny enough. So we definitely <laughs> wait, talked about wait, it. Yeah. Wait, you're watching Hitchcock films in a Hitchcock class? Yep, yep. Yeah, I know, it's crazy. Yeah. It's wild. What are these liberal yeah. arts schools? <laughs> I know, I know. But, well, what they taught us was that this is a really gay movie, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because I remember them, uh, we even talked about... Um, how Brandon could be a little bit of impotent without the excitement because when he, he can't open the champagne mm. bottle, and then oh. Philip comes over and like opens it for him, opens it for him, uh, you know, jerking off the oh. neck of the champagne oh. bottle. Mm. Yeah, mm -hmm. spicy. All right, guys, it's time for first impressions. It's the second game of the podcast. We're each going to give a line uh, to the person sitting to our right. From ideally a line from Rope that we would like right. to hear them impersonate to the best of their ability. This time, zero to three points at stake for each one of us. I brought a quote from Bye Bye Baby. Yeah. <laughs> bye Bye Baby? Birdie? Birdie? Birdie Baby. Isn't there, is there a Bye Bye Baby? There's too? a Bringing Up Baby, which mm. is Cary Grant. 
Mm. And there's a Bye Bye Birdie. I don't know a Bye Bye Baby. Is there a Bye Bye? I feel like there's a... It's probably... I, I want to hear this line from Bye Bye Baby. I will no, bring it up right there now. There is a Bye Bye Baby from 1988. Okay, there it is. Go. What's your line, Laura? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, my, my rope line or my bike <laughs> baby? It's got a, it's oh, got a pretty poor rating on IMDb, I must say. Oh. Bye-bye, baby? Yes, 3.7. Ooh, that's tough. The quote is, bye-bye, baby. <laughs> oh, the titular line. Yes, the titular <laughs> line. <laughs> God. There you go. Titular bell. That's our titular bell. Oh. Now, I will go first, and I'm going to give you a line okay. from Rope that I'd like to hear you in person, okay. Laura. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to have to give you a Janet line. Um, okay. Janet. She just gets to the party, uh, and uh, she's, you know, having a little clever banter with Brandon. They're old old chums, if you will. And uh, Brandon says, oh, you look great. And she says, oh, I will when I'm done paying for it. Uh, and then comments on her own joke and just about how funny she is. Here it is. I always knew I had good taste. You do. You look lovely. I won't by the time it's all paid for. Who's <laughs> that funny? I never know when I'm being funny. Whenever I try to be, I lay the bomb of all time. All right, Laura, here we go. Your uh, Joan Chandler impressions. Joan Chandler. Joan Chandler, playing Janet. Playing the role of Janet. Okay. Tonight's performance. <laughs> the role of Janet will be played by Laura Denton. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Is that funny? I never know when I'm being funny. Whenever I try to be, I lay the bomb of all time. Oh, yeah. But it, <laughs> Janet, you just don't laugh right. That's Janet. That's Janet. <laughs> so Janet. Uh, Laura, do you have a line for Brad Davis? I do. I so do. Um, it is a very, I just, the scene is just ridiculous. Because um, it's it's uh, when Jimmy Stewart, James, oh my God, James Stewart. Thank you, God. Oh, my God. Um, is having a conversation with Philip. At the uh, piano, but they're tight. They keep going back to this chicken strangling, and um, it's kind of you know obviously it's, it's read between the lines kind of conversation. But they say tr chicken strangling at least eight times in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're well again another masturbation euphemism. Oh Choking the chicken. God, mm -hmm. this is just a very sexual. Movie. Yes, it oh, is. I mean, my. yeah. Brandon basically has an orgasm every time. Yeah, he's yeah, straight after up. He, yeah. After he kills the dude, he, he basically shudders and then lights a cigarette. Like I don't know. <laughs> and after they leave, too. Yeah. After everyone's finally gone, he yeah. There you go. He's he's impotent until he yep. So he needs those thrills. Needs those thrills. And rope famously used in a lot of BDSM. It is. Yeah, you know, in 2018, you do what you want, all right? That's right. Yeah, hey, your world, man. Go back and listen to our episode on Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm -hmm. Somebody did that? Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so your quote is Jimmy Stewart, James Stewart. James Stewart. You're quite a good chicken strangler, as I recall. Mm. One morning I saw you display your handiwork. You're quite a good chicken strangler, as I recall. Well, I, I just meant that Brandon's story wasn't true. Yeah, it's no Merry Christmas, you old building and loan, yeah, but uh, it's probably the second most famous Jimmy Stewart line. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Brad, whenever you're ready. <laughs> yep, second <laughs> One morning I saw you display your handiwork. You're quite a good chicken strangler, as I recall. Really good. Ooh. <laughs> 
You had some restraint there in the Jimmy Stewart impression. Yeah. And it really worked for you. Thank you. I had to pull it back. Gravitas. Thank you. If I dare say. Thank you. I think that, you, you, know I think what you should was? dare say. That was not Jimmy. That was James Stewart. That was James That was, James. That was, that was yeah. an impression of James Stewart. Yeah. You're right. You're, You're right. right. There's the difference. <clears throat> really great job, difference. Brad. Thank you. Uh, do you have a line for me to impersonate? I do, Chris. Uh, I have a line from uh, Brandon, played by John Dahl. I guess you pronounce it. I think so. Yeah. Dahl, Dahl. Um, it is shortly after they have done the deed. Uh, they've murdered uh, David. David. Uh, and they're still alone in the apartment and kind of discussing everything uh, that's gone down and what's going to happen with the dinner. And uh, Brandon makes a joke at David's expense, mostly because he goes to one of the finest Ivy League schools in the country. Sounds good. Well, the Davids of this world merely occupy space, which is why he was the perfect victim for the perfect murder. Of course, he, uh, he was a Harvard undergraduate. That might make it justifiable homicide. He's dead and we've killed him. All right. <clears throat> My shot at the role of Brandon. Here we go. Oh, a little horse today, too. Jeez. Oh, here oh, come the excuses. Man. Not making any excuses. Wow. We're lamenting. Of course, he, uh, he was a Harvard undergraduate. That might make it justifiable homicide. Wow. Okay. You went yeah. very, very, uh... Toity toity? Uh, yes, yes, very, very preppy, very waspy. Yeah, yes, very proper. Mm -hmm. Hmm. It was nice. I tried to. Okay, well, you know. Did what I could with what I had to work with. And after, after that, now that that's over, we can put our scorecards to the side. Because we're getting into an open forum discussion we like to call scene work. Of course, if it's not readily evident, we are an optimistic podcast. And we'll start things off optimistically. Do-do-do-do! Best scene. What's the best scene in Rope? Brad, now we were talking. Yes. You says, you says. I says. You so says, says, you think you know my. You says to me. You says to me. You says to me, you presume to know what my best scene in Rope is? My guess <clears throat> is, which I think I probably agree with, is the scene where they're showing Mrs. Wilson taking everything off the chest. You well, guys. everybody's on Absolutely. That's yes. my. Best scene. 100%. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's kind of the scene in this movie. I mean, I feel like I've heard people talk. Anytime I've talked to people about this movie, it's this that scene. That scene, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, uh, the camera stays on the trunk um, where you can see straight down through the whole apartment. Uh, and everyone is, what, to the camera's right. And the only person we see is Mrs. Wilson slowly clearing everything off the trunk all the food, the candles. The tablecloth. <clears throat> Walking back and forth. Walking back and forth slowly as everyone it's, just kind of talks about where David is. And it's so good. I it's mean, like so it's, it's, tense. it's typical Hitchcock of like it's like the teeny tiny like setting up the dominoes. It's like, I'm gonna take this one tray of food, and you're like, oh man. And then she comes back and you're like, ah shit. And then she goes and grabs the candle and she's like blows each one out. And you're just like, God! Yep. It just lets you sit in it. Oh yeah. yeah. That is one of the most like there's a couple scenes of movies like that where I've seen it multiple times and, like, it does, like, I call it the Halloween factor. Like, in Halloween, I've seen Jamie Lee Curtis run so many times, but there, I, there's, like, that scene at the end where you're just like, ah, that guy! Yeah, yeah. You know? And it's the same thing with this. Like, it's the most, 
intense scene I think I've ever seen yeah. in film. And there's been a lot of great, you know, there's a lot of good stressful films. On. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of suspense. Yeah, yeah. of course. Um, but, no, and it's so funny that it's so, you feel so safe until this the tablecloth is removed. Because that's still there, like, preventing anyone from opening the trunk. And then she removes that and then, like... I, you almost panic when it, she walks back to the kitchen with the tablecloth and the, the candles because now the trunk is just naked sitting there yep. with a broken lock for anyone to open. And in fact, Jimmy Stewart walks right over there and starts to help uh, Mrs. Wilson put the books back in it until Brandon shuts that down. Literally. Literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shuts it down. Um, but it's wonderful. It is such a beautiful, clever suspense. Well, and it's simple. Like, you know, it's not like it's this crazy, like, choreographed, like, suspense chase or something. You know, it is it is literally a woman taking dishes off the It's still shot. I mean, yeah. the camera's just sitting there. It's sitting there. The camera's not, like, and then you just see, I think you see, like, a little bit of Jimmy Stewart, like, kind of, like, dirty in the, like, the very edge, mm. I think. And Maybe it's just like, he's so, yeah, and it's, like, so close. It's like, oh, God. Yeah, well, the danger is there. It's right there, yeah. yeah. And it's echoed from a shot earlier in the film when uh, Brandon decides to put the food on the trunk right before Philip discovers the rope hanging out of the side of it. Yeah. Which I will also say, since we all are unanimous on the best scene, um, I love Brandon playing with that rope. When he's like swinging it around oh. so just like laissez-faire and then like when the swinging kitchen door opens and okay. like it's like the saloon door like closes and one of the times that it opens back up you see him holding the rope like at his eye level and like dropping like it like into the drawer decorating cupcakes like, sprinkling yeah. sprinkles on cupcakes he's like da, 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 da. Mwah, it is so good it is, it's one of my favorite moments in that in this film Ugh. <clears throat> i mean i guess if we're all agreeing that's the best scene i'll just mention i i just love the entire sequence from the murder to guest arriving when it's just the two of them in the room mm -hmm. and Brandon's kind of putting on his whole spiel of, you know, the Harvard graduate kind of making light of the situation. Phillip's kind of having this existential crisis because he kind of finally realizes what has happened. Yeah. And then Brandon's realization of serving the food on top of the, the, uh, chest. chest. Yeah. Um, because that's, I mean, conceptually that's what, the first time I saw this movie, I was like, holy shit, that is crazy that they're serving the food on top of the chest that's carrying their, like, friend's Dead. body. Yeah. It's... Friend? So every... That, Friend. just kind of that whole leading up to it and their, uh, their conversations that, you know, kind of feeling wonderfully alive and Philip feeling, uh, or, or, and feeling kind of empty during it and wonderfully alive after the fact. I mean, just all the conversations there. It's a work of art. This is the masterpiece of art. Like that whole thing yeah. that the murder, <clears throat> kind of this thing that murder can be art is kind of all set. Like everything's kind of set up there Yeah. of all these conversations that take place later and kind of this whole concept that Jimmy Stewart's character taught them that you can have, that these superior group of people, very select few, this very intelligent group can actually commit murder because they're doing the, the world good, and they're yeah. smart enough to be able to make those decisions, but then all eventually comes back and thrown in his face. Yeah. It's just... Thanos mindset. Thanos mindset. <laughs> if you will. As, 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 will, as it will now be called. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and, I mean, we, we all 
to just piggyback off that beautiful, <laughs> uh, eloquent point you just said, uh, we all love Drunk Philip. Oh, we yeah. Oh, yeah. Drunk Philip. Drunk Philip. Yeah. Is, what a delight. Good. He said you can have it. <laughs> just yeah. like, oh, my God. Freaking like, yeah. out in the back. And I love the way that he's framed. Like, why? Yeah, why? Like, yeah, why? <laughs> like, and he's, like, always in the back of the room between, uh, shot between the two, uh, Brandon and, and uh, Rupert. Yeah. And it's just so funny that he's just in is the it, background just getting just like drunk. Pops in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just like over their shoulders. Yeah. Commenting. And he throws that damn glass and it's bad. Yes. Cat and mouse, cat and mouse. Just who's the cat and who's the mouse? It's pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty good. Um, but I will say I love Philip in the scene uh, that we did the line from. Uh, with Jimmy Stewart at the piano oh with the metronome. Oh, the metronome. Another, Jimmy Stewart breaking him down, scene. interrogating him is fucking phenomenal. And he does it so delicate. Like he knows he does it so delicately too. It's yeah. so intense, but it is this like, oh no no, it's okay, just play. I'll get you another yeah. drink. But what about? This? But what do you expect? Or what what, what was uh, it you uh, suspect, Rupert? And he's like, oh I I forgot. Yeah. And it's um, just like oh, he's a little. Oh I know yeah, and then the met the metronome just yes. adding that that in the hallway scene with the flat oh god. Yeah. It's a great you said interrogation scene. Like they treat it like an interrogation scene. Oh like, absolutely. Yeah. Well, he turns the light on too to start. Yeah, and then he's like, he I don't want light in my eyes. Yeah. And then yeah, goes to get does him a fit like, okay, let me get you a drink. Yep. Just kind of, you know, break down these walls. Good cup, bad cup. Yeah, exactly. Brings up the chicken strangling, which he knows he's super sensitive about. Already been triggered by it once tonight. Yeah. Yeah. That scene is terrific. Yeah, really is. All right, guys. If there's a best scene, that means... Worst scene. What's the worst scene in Rope? I kind of came in thinking there would be none, but I found one that I'm... I'm not even a scene, Philip really. throwing the glass? I mean, you've <laughs> no, no, no. that a couple <laughs> times. <laughs> uh, actually, it's, it's one of the cuts. The cuts I actually found, th that was actually what mine is too. I don't mind the cuts, because what, there's like seven or nine cuts in this, but only two of them really bother me. Uh, one more so than the other. The, it'll, I think it's the final cut is the one that I, I'm going to declare my worst. Uh, is It's Brandon's back mm -hmm. when the garage calls up. Mm -hmm. there and for some reason, there's a cut there. We zoom in on his back and then over to Philip. Uh, and it's just so, like, I don't understand why, what prevented this from being the break, you know, or what prevented this from being still one singular take. Like, I don't know why they put that cut in there, and it's a weird time for the camera to move, and it, like, yeah. just too obviously zooms in on his back. I think I know what you're talking about, because I do feel like there was another cut where it's almost like the camera almost kind of, like... It yeah, wasn't good camera work. Like, it was physically, like, yep. somebody was, like, human. Like, goes right into the small of his yeah. back and then back out so they can get little, that cut. Like, it was just a jerky in a way, and it yeah. wasn't done, like, in a way I think that was intentional. I think it was just kind of a... That is the, exactly the other one that I was going to say. Like, it's it's Brandon's back again. It's yeah. when he's talking to Rupert when Rupert has the two desserts. Yes. That's and, it. um... Yep. And he says, oh, something gone wrong? And then, um... Brandon's like, oh, what do you mean? What do you mean, gone wrong? It's like, oh, you were just, you're a meticulous planner. It's just rare to see things go wrong like this. And mm -hmm. then it like, there's a weird like dip into Brandon's the small of his back, so you can get the blackout and get the cut. And it just seems weird. It was a little off, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but that one I see the need for the cut. Yes. Because yeah. then you need to almost get your camera 180 degrees the other way. Yeah. To follow Rupert. Mm -hmm. So, but the garage one is like uh, bugged me a little bit. Yeah, I, honestly, for me, it was the cuts. I mean, I've always, with this movie, find Philip, and it's not 
the actor. But his whole thing, he's so uncool throughout that it always bugs me a little bit because he's not, and it's not in performance. It's what in what they want the, what Hitchcock and whoever wanted the character to be. But he is so not playing it cool most of the time. Actually, at the piano, he plays it pretty cool in that scene with Stewart. Yeah, like he's kind of it's like what are you talking about? Like he's very he's holding it together, and then I guess you're supposed to think he's drunk, so he's falling apart more, mm. but. I've always just had a little problem with his... Unspooling? Yeah, his levels kind of are all over the place. He he spy, obviously spirals out on the glass throw. I... Yeah, that's... It's, it's always come off a little... And we laugh at it. Like, we were watching the movie and kind of laughing at it. And that's probably not a good thing that we're laughing at that. Because Fair. it's not supposed to be funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But, I mean, but so, again, he did... And as we talked, too, like, he... He killed again. <laughs> no, yeah, and obviously he and he was sure. talking. The, uh, the body's uh, in the room. And you made a really good point, and I think that we talked about it here already. Is that Brandon definitely manipulated him into doing? Oh, this. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, I think that's what he, it's having about. repercussions. He did yeah. not see coming because yeah. he was so swept up. In we kind of yeah talked about it because it's it is Brandon, I believe, who is physically doing the majority of the strangling. I believe so. And or, uh, Philip, sorry, no, Philip holding, and Brandon is holding David like in place. Right, yeah. and there's another thing that we kind of talked about where Brandon's <laughs> just kind of making Philip do a lot of things, like kind of dictating him through this entire party. Oh, yeah. And it's it's an interesting, like, dynamic and the, the relationship, because, yeah, like, if there's anybody who... Brandon's like, yeah, it's not a big deal. It's like, well, you, you technically didn't. You just, like... Yeah. He's not kicking the football, right? Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> and it's obvious, too, that Brandon wants... And he even says it at the end. Like, Brandon wants Rupert to know. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Want, of like course. that's why he brings that. He, he wants, wants everyone to, tell. to know. He, well, he at least wants him to know yeah. because he thinks that he'll be on his side. Right. He doesn't. He's think the only one else. he sees at his level. Right. That's yeah. why he ties the books to the rope. Because I can even remember watching this movie early on. Uh, one of the like probably the first time I watched it, I was like, "Wow, the, I can't believe like Jimmy Stewart doesn't have to do a lot of work to figure this out. It's kind of obvious." And now I re- then the second time through, I was like, "Oh, because Brandon wants to get caught." Yeah. I will say. <laughs> That was one of the worst lines. Classic Philip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when he's, yeah, when he's talking about, like, he makes it obvious he's looking at the, the, the oh, books, yeah. and he's like, oh, he uh, oh, t- yeah. tied that rope funny. It's There's like, something wrong? They're just clumsy way to bind books. That's the the best line yeah. you literally can be like oh there's a first edition book that I really wanted yeah. how about that <laughs> anything else would have been better to say there yeah. yeah like oh I stubbed my toe oh uh, you can't say stubbed his toe he's sitting at the piano well I, I hate Brandon now <laughs> yeah. I, hate, I don't know stubbing the toe is a more believable line <laughs> yeah on uh, um, what one of those pedals on the piano oh ouch ouch I just happened to look at the books when I did that <laughs> um, what's your worst scene Laura anything I feel like we kind of covered it. I mean, the only other thing that I was kind of like, eh, snooze fest was uh, uh, Janet and um, the conversation with... Um, oh, Ken. Ken. Where we just get those two talking. We just kind of get mm. the background, and it's like we already know the background. Like, we don't need to really know the details of it. Like, it was basically her just being like, I'm not dating this guy because he's richer than you. And he's like, yeah. Cool. And that's, you know, it was kind of like, I didn't care so much about, like, I felt the relationship was already kind of... Well, Hitchcock it also, especially in this movie, almost pays no mind to these other characters. They're, yeah. they're really there just to kind of be, to add tension to the room. Right. So to kind of 
really focus in on these two, the, their like relationship does like like I don't care. There's yeah, don't so care. much else going on here. Yeah. I couldn't care less about this. Yeah. I think that's more of an out for the characters to be a little aloof about everything. Because they're they're in their own head about exactly. Yeah. yeah. They think it's about them and it kinda is. Brandon's definitely playing that angle of like, you guys used to date, he doesn't have all his facts straight, but he knows that there was something there. And I think there's some jealousy. I mean, even though Brandon is, you know, very homosexual, I mean, he's had a relationship with Janet in the past. He's like, first it was me, then it was Ken. Oh, yeah. And now it's David. I'm sure the fact that now it's David is not a coincidence. Yeah, yeah. He even says, who would have killed Ken? Ken was still dating. I'm sure Ken's dead. Yeah. Ooh, I never even thought about that. I that is very delicious. That's, well, he's also like, and it might not even be that he's in love with Janet. I think it's the fact it's his the superiority yeah. complex yeah, yeah. that makes him do it. Like, you would choose this guy over me? Are you out of your fucking mind? I'm Ooh. superior. Right. And there it is, the theme song to Milk It. It's the final game of the podcast and the most heavily weighted. Zero to five points for each one of us, as we will each take a turn at drawing a card from the big box of Hollywood ideas of prequels, sequels, reboots, and genres. On said card, we'll give you a new way to uh, look at the events that transpire in Rope. Please reduce, reuse, recycle any of the characters, themes, plot points, settings, whatever you'd like to take from the movie to uh, conveniently fit it into the genre of card that you draw and put it back out there to make a billion more dollars for the studio system. Title and a quick summary from each one of us. And I think it is Laura's turn to go first. Oh. All right. And draw a card. <laughs> Apparent ninth time for me to do this. Ninth time. Ninth time. Ninth time's a charm. I'm feeling good. Feeling good. <laughs> that, that old saying, the ninth time is a charm. A screwball comedy. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. That can actually, uh-huh. Jim, Jimmy Stewart's done a lot of those. Yeah. We've talked about bringing up baby. We've talked about... Uh, Philadelphia story. Yep. Brad? Yeah. Go ahead, buddy. All right. Might as well. Action suspense thriller. Uh, well. Well, we've got the suspense. Yeah. And a little bit of the thriller, but look, get some action in there. Get some action. All right. And I'll draw a card and come up with, oh, Jesus, a techno thriller. (laughs) (laughs) All right. A uh, techno thriller, an action suspense thriller, and a screwball comedy. We'll be back with all three of those movies for your listening enjoyment right after this. And we're back high on film right in the middle of milking it for Alfred Hitchcock's Jesus Christ. Alfred <laughs> Hitchcock. Hitchcock. Film. Croak. You know what you're listening to. Laura, we're doing some milk in it. I don't even know how I said that. Hitchcock. Hitchcock. Why not? Alfred Hitchcock. That is a mashup I kind of want to see. Yeah. yeah. He was Hitchcock. The most suspenseful man on the force. <laughs> Laura, you drew a screwball comedy. I did. To, uh, to, to use what you could from rope yeah. and make it into a, a lighthearted romp. What you do guys, you got for us? I think I might have knocked it out of the park with this. Okay. One. Right. Okay. <clears throat> so, Brandon and Philip 
are New York's hottest wedding and event planners. Their latest... <laughs> <laughs> Stick with me. I love it. No, I'm, in, I'm so in already. <laughs> Their latest client, David, hires them to plan his engagement party to his fiance Janet. David is one of the wealthiest men in the world, and with the big bucks he's breeding, Brandon and Philip will be financially set, and they can finally buy that amazing vacation home. But things go awry when David swings by the venue early before the party. While Brandon and Philip are busy setting up, David accidentally chokes on an olive from a pre-congratulatory drink and dies. Mm. With the fear of not only losing this client and his money and potentially ruining their lucrative career and reputation, Brandon and Philip set up a caper to make the soon-arriving party guests uh, trying to convince them, rather, that David is not only alive and well, but ready to party. A la Weekend of Bernie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yep. Yeah. The title, nope. Tagline, nope, he ain't dead. Wait, it's called Nope? Yep. <laughs> nope. Nope. Uh, nope. 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 He ain't dead. He ain't dead. Alfred yep. Hitchcock's Nope. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm 100% on board. That is beautiful. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. I, that yeah, is a I perfectly set up screwball comedy. Yeah. It really is. You even put in a murder that happens in a screwball fashion. Yeah. And you're gonna have the weekend at Bernie, the groom to the bride. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sunglasses. He's got sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am so on board to watch that movie. Laura, you outdid yourself. Yeah. I, I mean, I went out. This is my last show. And yeah. I'm very sad about it. You said Apparently, that. Apparently, I'm gonna forget about it in about two years. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm gonna go out just in a blaze of glory and oh. I think I might have I might have done did it yeah, yeah. you might have done did it you said you nailed it and I was like okay I've had guests say that before and it's like oh it's very good but it's yeah. like not out but man yeah you knocked that out of the park <laughs> alright Brad what do you got buddy uh, a action suspense thriller right yeah I do I don't even I'm like still thrown off by hers I'm like what, what's even the point <laughs> um, what's even the point okay so action suspense thriller we have Rupert He's a retiring cop, and it's his last day on the force. Mm. He does his, you know, has his day, gets home, goes to get the mail, and there's an address in his mailbox of saying, you will find a body here. So he goes to this address, and he finds uh, a dead um, uh, a dead guy he had put away in jail and who had gotten out and been reformed, but the, the guy has now been murdered. So, and now there's another clue there to, like, the next murder that's going to happen. And it's kind of a race against time to stop all these murders. And it's all of these people he had put away that had, like, renewed their their lives and, like, come out as better people. They're showing oh. up dead. And it come, and he finally catches up with who it is. And it's two of his uh, cadets from the academy who Ooh. are taking out the people who are think who are criminals who are now out there and they don't think they deserve to be so they're knocking them off damn that's pretty damn good yeah, yeah. why now, is that not a movie yeah I like that. uh now my title uh oh okay i had one but i had to kind of abandon it cuz it doesn't actually make sense for what the movie is mm -hmm. so i just went it's it's a little lazy but roped in okay I had rope-a-dope originally. Yeah, sure. Rope thins better. Rope thins better. <laughs> well, because I thought about what the rope-a-dope actually is, and it's like lulling somebody into a false sense of confidence, and then that's what Ali yeah. obviously did, and that's not at all what this movie's about. 
So, roped in is my title. Roped in. Yeah. Rope-a-de-doo. Ro- Rope-a-de-doo-dah. 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 My action suspense thriller. <laughs> good job, good job, buddy. Great, yeah, that is that is another Ooh. really good movie. I'm sorry to have to go now after those two. <laughs> Come on, your tech Let thriller me, is a killer. I'm gonna re-edit this so I go first. Yeah, uh, <laughs> All right, guys, my techno thriller. So uh, it's we're doing a little bit of a role reversal. It's now Rupert's gonna be hosting this dinner party, right? For a lot of his old students, um, set in the future. Uh, and uh, Brandon and Philip are guests there. And Brandon is reminiscing about, hey, remember that time when we were all in college together and we came up with that program that, <clears throat> using census information and stuff, uh, was able to figure out and print a list of people who are actually deemed people inferior. Mm. People not giving as much to society. Yes, yes. Yeah. They're like lower intelligence or, you know, uh, less um, healthy probably as well. Like they, and, and so Brandon, we're now in like, you know, a little bit of a dystopian future, but these still are like upper crust people. Um, and he's very upset with the way the world has become very stupid and lazy. And essentially he wants to unearth this program that he had to get this list and purge these inferior people out. Um, the only problem was that when he did the program, his headmaster, Rupert, found out about it and shut it down for good reason. He was like, no, you cannot release this. You cannot release these people this list of names or else chaos will reign everywhere uh, and dividing this country further uh, between the haves and have-nots. Uh, so during this dinner party that he's having, uh, Brandon and Philip essentially try to like find this chip that has the program on it through some of Rupert's old stuff, going through his old computers, while acting like nothing's going on, or trying to. <clears throat> yeah, and um, so no one actually dies, they don't actually get a chance to kill anyone, or at least not then, maybe they can kill like one of his like butlers or something while they're snooping around. <laughs> um, Just throw butler. away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it still ends like in the climactic scene with like the gun and everything, and Brandon's gonna kill Rupert, and they have to like wrestle it away from him. Um, yeah, so that's it. Mm. And it's called The Superior. Oh, that's pretty good, actually. I, is that the name of, like, the program, too? Uh, no, I was actually thinking it was the, it was what Brandon considered himself and mm. Rupert and Philip. Like, they are the superior rather than the inferior. Oh. Gotcha. <clears throat> yeah, you sold yourself short. That was pretty damn good. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, well, thank oh. you. Thanks. A little minority report. Yeah, a little minority report, a little purgy. A little purgy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> purgy. A little purgy. All right, guys. Well, once you're done scoring, please pass your scorecards to the front of the class for final edition. And as we do that, we must move into our pessimistic end of the show, which is podcast regrets. Anything you regret saying or not saying during the duration of said podcast? I, well, sorry, no, please, go ahead. No, please. I was going to say, I feel like an asshole for not remembering all the times I came on here. So <laughs> I, uh, is... I apologize profusely because no. I've enjoyed doing this, and it's very, very sad. Oh, we didn't get to do the Laura Denton roll. We did not we... get to do the Laura Denton roll. We can we can fix that right now. Jimmy Stewart impressions? Yeah. Just say something in a Jimmy... It... Oh, wow. Ring-a-ding-ding. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, come see my new movie, Rope-A-Dope. Oh, wow. It's an action oh, suspense thriller. Oh, wow. That was with Sean Connery. You want me to pull the moon Connery. down for you, Mary? There you go. Yeah. That's good. I don't even, I, God. 
I was going to say, every time a bell rings, I was like, no, that's a child. <laughs> <laughs> well, every time a bell, a bell rings, rings, an angel gets its wings. There you go. Oh, good. There you good. go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Lord Denroll implemented. Yeah, there it is. We Boom. did it. Ooh. Good call. Going out. Yeah. We needed that. Blaze of glory. A role that seriously lasted when, 240 episodes. When yep. did I, yeah, what episode did I? Rear Window. It was the first. And it was doing Jimmy Stewart impressions. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I love that I just came Full in. Full circle. Just, oh my God, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And then we it, we end it with all of us doing Jimmy Stewart. Of course. Well, <laughs> as, as we should. should. Oh, so say Jeez. we all. <laughs> so say we all. Um, mine is that we didn't talk about watching the trailer. Oh, a right. rope before we watched the movie, which I had never seen before, but the theatrical trailer features a scene that was originally supposed to be the start of the movie, and then a whole bunch of clips from the movie, where you actually see David alive with Janet, and yeah. them talking about uh, They're impending nu married. nuptials. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That really interesting, weird. and I never even knew it existed, but and it was... Jimmy Stewart talking to the camera. Oh, no, yeah, that is crazy, too. That can't be the opening scene, though, of him talking to the camera. No, I no, think no, no, just no. the park bench. Just, just the, the park bench. Okay, yeah. so I was like, yeah, that makes sense why they cut it. It's a little... <laughs> well, and in the theatrical trailer, you literally see the end of the movie. Yeah. Like, they show you exactly yeah. Yeah, the you, end of the movie. Yeah, you, you know see the gun happens. going off, which is pretty crazy. It's pretty insane. And you see, yeah, you see Jimmy, like, it's the last scene. It's literally the last scene of the movie. Yeah. Um... But you know, yeah, they, it was weird. They didn't need it. Like again, yeah, that's why they cut it. Yeah, you didn't need to see it. Yeah, we get it. They're engaged. Yeah, and uh, you take away from the one location thing. Yeah, yeah. single yeah. shot thing. Which yeah. I like that. Too. Yeah, Just leave that out. It's you don't need it. Yep. Uh, I guess my regret is uh, is a scene that actually was kind of what we were talking about before we did milking it about the Ken and Janet talk and how it's just kind of this. Does it, it's about nothing. It's really about those two and how they're so, like, kind of not paying attention to what's really going on here. Yeah. And they're kind of lost in their own world, which is probably, like, why they are they deem them the inferiors because these mm -hmm. people are all so caught up in nonsense. Um, but I do... I did find it interesting, the scene, which kind of connects with that, the scene where they're all, like, getting food. Mm -hmm. They're all standing around it and they're talking about all this irrelevant nonsense. Like... Uh, the is that when they're talking about it's light like and dark movie. chicken and it's like oh um, and they what, they kind of like oh they talk about notorious, notorious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and they talk yeah. about James Mason or Errol she likes Errol Flynn or yeah. she's like just all this you know pop culture right. bullshit talk what well, like around this dead you body can say it's almost like chickens like chick, 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 chick. yep, yep. choking the chicken yes. Chicken's not clucking. the same as, <laughs> yeah. as that. However, not the same one. But it's very similar to a, a chicken's clucking, incessant clucking. But I think it all does play into like kind of that why that Ken and Janet talk happens. It's like all these people are so caught up in their own mm -hmm. nonsense, they don't even realize what is happening here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, especially Mrs. Atwater. I mean, she's like all into the zodiac signs and stuff, and she's reading. Uh, Philip's palm later. Oh, which also, again, what happened to his cut hand? It, there was a little bit of red, red on it, but he never. they never mentioned yeah. it again. Yeah. Yeah. When when she's reading his palm, yeah. I, I looked at it. There is a scene is where like he walks palm? away. Oh, okay. It looks like there's like a little red oh, paint okay. on his hand. Okay. And it's just like, all right, you could have committed more to this. There was a lot of blood on that glass before. There was. You cut yourself with a glass like that, it that hurts. That is true. That is true. 20 years bartending. I've done that before. It hurts like hell. <laughs> yeah. But, and we probably didn't give enough credit to that last scene either. Is the whole... The Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart, Stewart monologue. Yeah. yeah. Is 
he threw the words right back in my face. Yeah. And, ah, uh, it's such a good scene. It um, really is. So, I, we would have been remiss if we didn't give that at least a little more of a shout out. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, that is uh, awesome. And his final realization that... Yeah, when do you think he actually figures it out? Do you think, like... Because obviously when he grabs the hat, it's like, okay. Or when Mrs. Wilson accidentally hands him David's yeah. hat. Oh, yeah. absolutely. That's I think that's when he knows something, like, sure. maybe worse than he thought went on. But when do you think on. he first kind of had... Because for me, I feel like it was... Were you Because there's a moment yeah. where we see... God, it's even before they sit down and start talking about the murder stuff. It's like we get a close-up on Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. And it just sits on him for like maybe 30 seconds. That's when they're having the argument about like the chicken. Or like when da- Brandon's telling the story about the chicken choking. Mm, maybe know. that's what it is. There's the one I think... The thing... The scene that I'm thinking about, I think he's leaning up against the wall. I think it's already after maybe the dessert part. And he's talking oh, to... Oh, he's talking Wilson. to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. At that I point, he's very right, suspicious. Right, but I can't remember. There's some line where I'm like... Yeah, because he's asking. He's like, oh, and then they had you come in and, and uh, rush around all morning and then take all afternoon to do the shopping. And then when she comes back, she's like, and then he had it set up on here. And he's like, yeah, it's very curious to yeah. serve from here. Because um, even after the murder talk, when they bring, he like goes over and grabs Brandon, he's like, you know, having such a serious conversation with David's father. Yeah. He's like, boy, you got a little overpassionate there or something. It like... He is into it. He, he's onto something pretty, pretty quickly. quickly. Yeah, he yeah. knows something's up. up. Yeah. yeah, but I think he thinks it's much more uh, innocent. Like yeah, he's like either like sent like, him the wrong directions or like told him the wrong time, or, or maybe they do have him like tied up somewhere. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. A, a prank. Type right, thing. right. Mm-hmm. Not murdered. murdered. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I got the the points tallied. Uh, we all did pretty well. A high scoring game. Yeah. Sadly, my points were not high enough. 17.7 points uh, on third place. Oh. Um, Laura, 18.7 points. A whole point more than I did. Not enough to win you. Wow. But enough for second place because Brad got 19.3 points. Wow. I know. (laughs) Wow. An upset because I thought after Laura's milking it, she had it in the bag. But BD, 19.3. Today's winner. Congratulations, Brad. Hey, happy to just watch Wait, another Hitchcock movie. Have, have I ever won? I'm sure I'm you sure. have. I feel like the guests <laughs> win more often than not. But. The, uh, I, I, I think statistically speaking, that's okay. very true. Yeah, yeah. At guess, least one of out of my nine times. I, I feel like I'm you sure you've won. won. Okay. Because I, I kind of went into this. Usually Didn't I have you a feeling. Park? I feel probably. Yeah, I usually am pretty. I, I feel like I kind of thought you were one of the guests that like kind of wins routinely. Yeah, I have a, there's certain guests where I'm always like, oh, you kind of always win this thing. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you never know because it's a lot of familiar films, like all this, all the Hitchcock stuff. Right, I any of those could have been any one of us. <laughs> I truly couldn't tell you for sure unless I went back and listened to the podcast. <laughs> I never remember. Yeah. It is the least consequential part of this whole show. Yes. <laughs> Laura Denton. Oh my God, guys! Oh boy. Thank you so so much for endless hours of of uh, dedication to this show. I, yeah, I cannot believe it. It has been what a whirlwind. Yeah, what, what a whirlwind. A whirlwind. You yes. are seriously one of our favorite guests, and thank, thank you, you so much for coming back and doing one last episode with of us. Of course. Um, yeah, such a great movie. You're a great friend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I am honored. I am proud to be what was fifth guest. 
Fifth guest ever. So I have at least the top five yeah, of yeah. your friends Absolutely. that enjoy the Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's right. Talking about. No, it's crazy. It's just, yeah. It's very, uh, it's bitter, bittersweet. Bittersweet, yeah. this bittersweet. is true. Yeah, we've had a few of these yeah. little bittersweet moments at the end. Oh, my God. Yeah, saying goodbye to our favorite guests. Well, bye. And, we'll see you. <laughs> and I think you might be the only guest who truly ever made a rule that stuck on our show. Yeah, yeah. Right? See, that is what I'm proud about. Yeah. That and? I said, I see this that you're going this thing you're making. Yeah. And I have something to say. And I have to add to it. <laughs> and I will say, the psycho operation is one of my favorite things we've ever done okay. with this show. And, we uh, did, we bonded. We all bonded. Hey, we all bonded over Anne Hage's butthole. Butthole on <laughs> terrible, awkward film. Ugh, it's weird. Did, did, I, I remember kind of liking it well enough, right? No. Or we were all pretty I negative on like, it. I remember being like, oh, this was better than I remember it I being. Yes, it was but, better than we remembered, but still, still Anne Hage's butthole yeah, yeah. Right I, I think it was more of like we Vince Vaughn was better than we remember yeah. oh yeah, yeah I yeah. felt like that was more what it was but there was all these like unnecessary things that he added and his <laughs> butthole <laughs> and, and and then the, like the jerking the, off the, the, like violent like yeah like come on like yeah, yeah. It's better, you know. We we we, we all knew he was jerking yeah. off yeah, yeah, the original. Yeah, we didn't That's need fine, like and women in showers yes. just to watch. Bad yeah. enough. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we didn't need those additions. No. No. Gus. Gus. Guys, that's it. That's the show. Uh, Laura, do you have anything to plug before we take off? Oh my God, y'all. Um, no, just uh, follow me on the on the uh, social social webbies. Social what are the webbies. Kids calling them these days. That's uh, what it is. Social webbies. Yeah. yeah uh, Twitter, which I have not been on in a hot sex. You can see some of my hot tweets from early 2017. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Topical. That is uh, at Rocky Roadkill. And uh, Instagram at Dinto Bean. Mm-hmm. Um, got some fun stuff coming up. Yeah, I got some stuff in the works, but nothing, uh, nothing set in stone just yet. Awesome. Uh, yeah. That's Always about look it. forward yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah. If you just want to creep, creep on the down low. There you go. Creep on the down low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a plug. <laughs> Brad Davis, thank you as always, my friend. A pleasure as always, my friend. Uh, at VD, always GP on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I love you, Pittsburgh Pirates, my baseball blog. You can find it on my Twitter page or on Tumblr. There it is. I'm at Cross Maxwell across your social media accounts. That's Chris with an O, where the I should be. At High on Film is the show wherever you'd like to find us. Please, even in these late episodes, you can still rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Help us with exposure. Um, check out... Death at Sunset, as well, if you're still hungry for podcasts, where you can hear all three of our lovely voices. Uh, that is Oh, yeah, I have out. a plug. Death at Sunset. <laughs> <laughs> that was Catch perfect, me. Laura. On Death at Sunset <laughs> podcast on Apple, Apple iTunes. Uh, yes. On Apple iTunes. There it is, guys. <laughs> Check it out. We're very, we're all very proud of it, <laughs> and we all remember doing it too. So. Oh I do remember that. You guys, I really think I might have dementia. You'll be all right. Most actually, most of our guests couldn't remember a lot of their movies. Oh no, yeah, this is a fun game we're playing with oh all of them. Yes, okay. yeah, you're oh, fine. I'm, you're I'm doing just, okay. I'm just getting old. Yeah. That's what's happening. We all, okay. we all, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll be back next week with Aaron Coleman's final appearance and her movie, and that's it, guys. We love you. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Thank you.